0: Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournette. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the Indian Community Outreach Organization, the Naperville Winds, and the DuPage Health Coalition. watching Spotlight, and joining me now representing the Indian Community Outreach Organization is Krishna Bansal. So nice to have you with me, Krishna.
1: Thank you, Jane. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah. Now, mm. it's been 10 years yes. since the organization was founded. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about how it got started and why.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it, it, it was so exciting. Uh, this year in August, we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary, and our organization was announced on the footsteps of City Hall by Mayor Cradle at that time. He was a vision, a great visionary. He saw the need. He saw that the Indian American population was increasing. They were so much in there, but we're not getting involved with the city. So I worked with him and Finally, he decided we need to create an outreach, not really a government organization or anything, but a clear outreach so we can involve people, they can work with the city, as well as city can work with them. So it can be a win-win situation for everyone. And we have come a long way since then. That's how the organization was formed, and we are very excited to be celebrating 10 years this year.
0: Yeah, it seems to have Mm. gone by in a flash, right? Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now talk a little bit about that journey, because it's been a decade, you have been very involved, and I Mm -hmm. think the purpose of the organization has certainly been But say a little bit more about the journey. Chris.
1: Sure, definitely. So as I said, the the purpose was outreach. Now outreach in multiple ways. Outreach that pertain to involving people so that they can volunteer, they can be part of the system. Uh, uh, And we have succeeded very well in that. We have a lot of people from Indian American community that are involved with city boards, local nonprofits, working with uh, elected positions. Uh, One of the precursors again is Indian Americans are very passionate about educating children so 204 and 203 played a big role into that so that that uh, brought in a lot more people and uh, we started working on uh, providing scholarships we started working on uh, uh, helping people educating we had different forums different things and then flagship event that started uh, in 2015 Uh, that has gone very well too.
0: Okay, Mm. and you know, and I think it's so interesting, Christian, you've given us a lot of good examples Mm. about how the Indian American community has got engaged Mm -hmm. because it's a large percentage of the population at this point. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that um, it has benefited your community? Uh, Because I think you've talked a lot about how it's benefited Naperville, right? Mm -hmm. How is it benefiting your community?
1: Definitely, they understand the system now. They understand the system. They they now understand, unlike their country they come from, where things are run by bureaucracy, things are run by people. So they know the value of getting involved. They have a mean to go to right people, right channel, get things done. Yeah. So it has benefited very well. Uh, in fact, I will say that it has worked both ways perfectly. And, and talking about the number of people, I mean, of course, uh, if I have to say, uh, Naperville and surrounding areas, there are over 40,000 Indian Americans in this area, and just Naperville is estimated around 18% of the population.
0: Yeah, and we mm-hmm. need everybody participating mm-hmm. together, and I think that's exactly what you're saying in terms of the education mm-hmm. is the key to involvement and understanding, right. right? On both sides, right? Yeah,
1: instead of just demanding, I mean, it's, we, my philosophy has been always bringing people together, so we all work together to, get, to make this even better.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. now talk about who's on your team?
1: Well, we have a big, uh, great team. Uh, we have a great team of volunteers. Uh, I mean, overall, we have almost 5,000 members, but a core team is almost uh, 30 people. We work very hard uh, organizing different things. Um, uh, we have a t- list of team members on my website. Viral Chai is one of the key members. Uh, Meghna, you know, she, she leads the women wing. Uh, we have youth leads. We have uh, uh, the whole board. And, and uh, in fact, our Advisory board consists of people from the greater Chicagoland. Steve, Mayor Steve Chiroko used to be on that, or he still is actually part of our advisory board. And uh, so, so are many other people, elected and non-elected.
0: Okay, lots mm. invited to the table. Mm-hmm. Talk about your accomplishments. What would you sort of say if I said to you, what's the thing that you're most proud of, Krishna? What would that be?
1: Well, the two things I will mention for, for sure. One is how, how we were able to bring in people to participate, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at every board now, city board, you see participation from people. You see participation for people running for positions. I personally have run for positions just to inspire people, and so have others. Now they're running for them. So that is one thing. Second is, from the economic standpoint, we have got great businesses in the city now that, has, that have come in because of the strength we built in. I mean, the, the, the uh, I should say, the awareness we created for the, uh, uh, one of them, Patel Brothers, when, he, when they came in first, they occupied some of the vacant properties. They were vacant for many, many years. Then we saw Mall of India. I mean, it's a great thing, Matrix Club and everything coming up. These are some of the large businesses, but there are like so many small businesses, uh, IT businesses, professionals, doctors who are relocating here and building so, many, um, so much more employment. And uh, Hameez, we are very proud to work with the students as well.
0: Yeah, that's mm. wonderful. Mm. Now, one of your signature things is your India Day yes. and the India Day Parade. Mm-hmm. So what, do, what should we expect for this year?
1: So India Day was started in 2015 and that too, again, Mayor Peril came to me and like, Krishna, why don't you guys have a parade? I'm like, Mayor Parade? <laughs> he, he loved the yeah, parade. He, he loved the parade. Then he, yes. <laughs> you know what, he, he was one of a person. I mean, that kind of, I mean, those kind of leaders are born once in a, <laughs> lifetime i mean and, and i really admire and love him we miss him so uh, we started the parade then and since we have grown the event and ctv has been uh, a crucial part of it you uh, televise the parade live so our parade has become a signature parade i proudly say this is the best indian american parade in the United States and maybe outside India, the I best Indian-American parade that is <laughs> now. We have overtaken the parades that were like uh, the, that have been organized in New York and others for the last fifty years. We have rated better than them. Some of the national TV channels who cover us, they they have rated us again and again as the best parade. So very colorful, great parade. It's it's really a showcase of cultures of various cultures of India. So I really, I, I mean, I'll I'll ask all your audience to come and at least watch it. It's, it's a it's a great thing.
0: It's a beautiful, beautiful Beautiful array of colors Mm -hmm. and happy faces and music and
1: dances and all kinds of different ancient cultures coming in and they, so people come from different regions, they come, they build their floats. they come with their dance forms and they perform in that parade. So it's a moving celebration what we call. So it's a great parade and then we have all day event, we do many other many things in there, Uh, the local talent we bring in on stage, we do uh, uh, have the health fairs, we have uh, many I mean, it's the food I mean, it's delicious food <laughs> from all Chicagoland area that you can find, especially the Indian uh, cuisines. Yeah. And believe me, the, the performer we bring in on stage—they are the best of the best. They have tens of millions of followers.
0: That's wonderful. So, so who is it going to be this year? This
1: year, we have uh, the uh, one of the f- kings of the bhangra dance or the pop of India, Daler Mehndi is coming. Okay. He, he is going to be performing live on the uh, on 13th. On the 13th of August. On the 13th evening, yes. Okay, that's
0: wonderful. Well, listen, I I love your enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. We're so grateful Mm -hmm. for the work that you're doing. It's really Mm -hmm. important, that outreach and creating those win-win relationships. Mm -hmm. And we wish you a very blue sky day on Sunday, August 13th.
1: That's wonderful. It's something different, colorful. You will love it.
0: Uh, Thank Mm -hmm. you, Krishna. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And if you are interested in learning more about the Indian Community Outreach Organization Mm -hmm. or their upcoming Mm -hmm. event on August 13th, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight.
2: Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank. Building business, growing wealth, since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC.
0: We live in a safe community, but not a crime-free community. If you see something, say something. Be a Naperville Crime Stopper. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Winnett, and joining me now from the Naperville Winds is Sean Kelly. Welcome to the show, Sean.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, it was so fun when we chatted last year because your group is still relatively new, Mm -hmm. right? But tell us a little bit about what makes the Naperville Winds different from other community or municipal bands.
3: Yeah, what, what makes the Naperville Winds unique, especially in Chicagoland, is our focus is more on the classical and the art music side. So most uh, municipal and community bands focus on uh, public relations. They do outdoor concerts. They celebrate the big national holidays. Um, Of course, we have great municipal bands here in Naperville. Wheaton's got a very good one. So uh, those are very visible. Ours is probably a little bit less visible uh, because, number one, we're a startup. And number two, we also focus, again, on art music. So we're indoors most of the time. Um, But what makes us different is that focus on the classical side. So our organization focuses on music that's specifically meant for um, indoor performances. If you're familiar with a symphony orchestra, mm-hmm. it's it's much more in line with that. Okay. Uh, the kind of music that we play is much more symphonic rather than pop or patriotic.
0: Okay, and and in the Naperville Winds, you know, thinking of a, a symphonic orchestra for mm-hmm. us for a moment, is it. The winds, is it just <laughs> the winds part of the symphony orchestra? It is, or, yeah. OK, so say a little bit about that. Sure. Like, just so that somebody has a sense of what that looks like.
3: For yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of a hybrid between a symphony orchestra and a community band in the fact that we have the instrumentation of a community band, more or less, but we play the repertoire of a symphony orchestra, except that specifically for the wind band. So what that consists of is a very large wind section. Okay. Uh, so we're, it, with an orchestra, you might have one or two per, uh, winds per instrument uh, in the ensemble. We might have anywhere between three to 15 uh, per instrument and we have a a very big percussion section as well. Percussion has become a really large aspect of the wind band world, so a much larger percussion section that you would see in a typical community band or symphony orchestra. Okay. Uh, We were thrilled to have so much interest in our first and second years with over 90 members. but now it's time for us to really go for being the truly elite wind band in Chicagoland and hopefully eventually in the nation. So that's our goal, that's what we're doing and we're having really great success in in achieving that mission.
0: Okay, so talk a little bit about how the third season is uh, shaping up for you.
3: It's it's great, we just finished our auditions. Uh, Every member auditioned individually, Uh, every member had to be listened to by a panel and then evaluated and then accepted into the group. Uh, so we, uh, like I said, we're more selective this year, and I, I, it's very fair to say that our talent range within the ensemble is much higher than it's been in the past. I okay. think our reputation is preceding us now. Now that we're three years old, uh, we're establishing ourselves as a very serious and very professional and very rewarding group to be in, and so we're attracting uh, what I would consider to be um, a, a really, really talented group of individuals. Nice. So we're very happy with with what we've what we've heard so far and very excited about what's coming.
0: Okay. So if, you know, once you've got the band together, we'll talk a little bit about when the concerts are, but if I'm coming to an event, tell me where I'd be and what could I expect? Sure,
3: all of our concerts are going to be in Wins Concert Hall okay. on North Central's campus, of course, right downtown. Right. Uh, usually on Thursday evenings, although we are collaborating with the Naperville Chorus this year to do a Saturday afternoon concert celebrating both Veterans Day and the holiday season. So that'll be December 2nd, I believe, right between Veterans Day and the holidays. Okay. Uh, a great time if you, if you can't get out to see us during the work week, um, this will be some really, really great music some familiar stuff, but also some more, um, more challenging things that'll that'll make an audience have to really, I think, listen in and, and uh, it, it really experience what the Native winds is doing in terms of repertoire.
0: Okay. Now, if they come to the event, they think, "Wow, this is amazing." How can they help support you? Because you're a nonprofit band. We
3: are. Yeah, and we're and we're a startup. We're still in that phase where we are not eligible for a lot of grants, uh, so we would. Definitely appreciate any financial <laughs> support people can give. Um, on our website, there is a do- donation portal, and there's also, um, if someone's interested in, in, in donating, they can contact me directly at director at winds.org. That's my email.
0: Okay. All right. Now, talk a little bit about, you know, your season starts in the fall. You've got three concerts: October 12th, December 2nd, and then March 14th in 2024 give us a little breakdown of each of those concerts and what we might expect
3: sure uh, one of the most exciting things about a wind band I think is the that separates us from an orchestra is our ability to play with incredible amounts of power because we have such incredibly large brass sections because we have such incredibly large percussion sections and we have woodwinds that fly around their instruments. Uh, the amount of impact and power and sort of overwhelming sound you can get from a from a larger wind band uh, is incomparable to what you would hear with other with other groups. Okay. So you will definitely expect um, the loudest of louds and okay. the softest of softs from okay. a, from a flute solo to you know a thirty piece brass section you know blasting at your face. So okay. the great thing is there's going to be it, it, it's it's an exciting and varied program at every concert. Uh, and that's one thing that wind bands can do very well, is that variety and that, those, those different tone colors that are not able to be presented from other organizations. So there's that. Uh, we also uh, play a variety of, of repertoire. So old standards that you might be familiar with, transcriptions from the orchestra world, but also one of the things we do is we champion new and emerging wind band rep from a variety of composers, uh, whether they be Uh, older or even 25-year-old composers who are blasting onto the scene. Um, If it's good music and worthy of being played, uh, we're going to play it. Okay. And so we're excited to bring that to Naperville this year.
0: Okay. So, so I think what I'm hearing is that if I come, it's not sort of all one theme for the night. I'm going to be, you know, really uh, experiencing a wide variety and range of, of music. Is that right?
3: That is. We do have themes for each concert. Okay. But within those themes, there's quite a bit of variety. Okay. Uh, for example, um, the first uh, concert is called um, "What's Old Is New Again." Okay. And the music itself is, is drastically different, um, but it's all tied around music that is neoclassical in form. Okay. So, you know, we music geeks geek out on that kind of stuff. <laughs> the, 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 and
0: we non-music geeks
3: don't know what you're talking yeah, about. So so. You, yeah, you would, hear, you would hear an incredible amount of variety and really interesting music and music that's it's approachable for an audience and very enjoyable. But we music nerds realize that these are, oh hey, that's based on Tchaikovsky. Oh hey, that's neoclassical, that's not a form. So the, what's old is new again is really the fact that everything has a form or a melody that's something from the distant past that's been freshened up and and revived and made modern.
0: Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming by. We are so excited for you in your third year, and uh, can't wait to hear the constantly evolving uh, Naperville Winds. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And to find out more about the Naperville Winds, please go and visit their website. But don't go away. We're coming right back after a few short messages.
2: Busey Bank is proud to partner in building business and growing wealth since 1868.
0: Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now are Kara Murphy from the DuPage Health Coalition and Annette Kenny. She's from the North Shore Edward Elmhurst Health. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks so
2: much for having
0: us. Absolutely. Kara, let's start off with you,
2: the DuPage Health Coalition. How did it get started? What does it do? And how are things going? Uh, thanks so much for asking. <laughs> uh, the DuPage Health Coalition is a 20-plus year coordinated effort amongst all of the hospitals here in DuPage County, as well as hundreds of Uh, local organizations, thousands of physicians and volunteers to create a comprehensive program that coordinates health access for low-income, uninsured residents of our community, really our neighbors. Uh, And uh, unfortunately, uh, business is booming. There's a lot of work to be done, but I will say that I'm grateful um, that in this last year, we've had less of our time focused on addressing the issues around COVID and have been able to focus more on preventative wellness and giving people access to all of the health services that they need. Yeah, that's good. I think we're all kind of glad to be moving in that general direction, right? And a little I think, bit of an exhale.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned that it's a lot of different groups
2: and, and they come to that voluntarily, correct? Absolutely. Uh, not just voluntarily, but consistently. Most of our partners have been with us since we began, uh, sitting next mm-hmm. to Annette Kenny from North Shore Edward Elmhurst. They were one of our founding uh, partners and continue to be one of our most enduring relationships. The Depage Health Coalition could not do any of what we accomplished without those partners. 69,000 of our neighbors have been enrolled in our Access Page program over the course of these last two decades. And it, it, it has literally saved lives and changed thousands and thousands more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, that's a good lead into to you, Annette, because when we met last year, Mm -hmm. you were just announcing the launch of your community investment fund. That's right. um, Interestingly, in that 12 months that's been going by, I've been hearing a lot of other nonprofits sitting here with me talking about the impact it's been having on their programs. But tell us a little bit about the fund and what you've seen as the impact.
4: Yeah, great, um, and that is really great to hear. We established this, as you said, about a little over a year ago. Um, what it is is, is a fund uh, where we provide grants to community-based organizations who basically are addressing health in ways that we don't address health. So, you know, the work that we do within the four wheel w- walls of the hospital is really only part of health, right? If you don't have food, if you don't have housing, if you don't have a job, if you don't have access to insurance. So, this fund is is designed to provide five million dollars of grants per year to local partners to address those kinds of things. And the impact um, so far has been great. We sort of tallied up a rough estimate about 160,000 lives touched. Wow. And over 40 jobs created in the course of the year. And so we're really excited about that. And uh, you know, a couple of the things that I think have been particularly impactful have been, you know, uh, working with Loaves and Fishes. They've been able to exponentially increase their food distribution and bring it to people so people don't have to come to them. Uh, Working with uh, School District 204, we've established mental health clinics in four of their schools that serve more lower income families and various family support services, uh, reducing the wait times for mental health services. So really uh, addressing a whole mess of needs and addressing you know, things that are really impactful uh, to people on a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah, that's quite something, and, and we've heard a lot of great stories yeah. about that. I think, you know, the part that's so interesting, right, is it's the things that contribute to the reasons they get to the hospital. That's right. right. It's, which, you know, you, can't, you address the needs very well when they get there, right. but it's hard to address some of the things that cause people to get there.
4: Right, we call them the root causes, right? Yes. And, and if you don't address the root causes, you're not going to improve health for the community.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, Kara, you're also working on something, and it's called the Medical Debt Initiative, and that's being funded by the Community Investment Fund. So yeah. explain
2: what that is. Yeah. So separate from our Access to Page program and some of the other Page Health Coalition services, this year we launched two different medical debt initiatives uh, in partnership with North Shore Edward Elmhurst and other community partners. But this one project was funded through the Community Investment Fund. And really this is a program that was founded and in response to uh, the recognition that A, medical debt is a driver of health inequity. People are more concerned about debt than they are the consequences of disease. They delay care, they defer care because they're afraid of the medical bills that will come when they present for care. And in fact, many people are unaware of all of the resources that are available out there to assist them with addressing those medical bills. Uh, Partners in health, every single health system in our community has financial assistance programs available uh, to which people can apply. But people are challenged in navigating those processes, uh, especially notably immigrant families who may have limited English proficiency or may not be as familiar with the healthcare system in, in Illinois or here in DuPage County. And so what we were able to do with the resources provided to us by North Shore Edward Elmhurst was to hire a team of bilingual navigators who work directly with individuals in the community who have medical debt, uh, whether it be uh, with a health institution within DuPage or even a health institution outside of it, and help them to understand the process by which they can apply for and request assistance and then work with them from the beginning of that process to the end to be able to secure a charitable write-off for those bills. It's been enormously successful. In this first year, not even a year yet, we've secured charitable write-offs of more than $4 million for more than 800 patients and more than 2,000 bills. Uh, And that's really just the tip of an iceberg. Um, But but it it was really evidence that this was a need that existed in the community, and not because our health partners were unwilling to provide assistance, but because there was a gap between the assistance that was available and the the family's ability to access it. And really what we're doing is helping to fill that gap. But we're also looking upstream a little bit and trying to understand why it is that clients are having a difficult time uh, navigating through that process. And because of the close partnerships we have with those healthcare institutions, we're able to then sort of be ambassadors and say, you know, this is the thing that we're hearing again and again. People are struggling and falling through the process here. So perhaps we could work together on changing this component and then it would work more smoothly mm-hmm. for all parties okay. uh, and there's great receptivity honestly for that kind of collaboration
0: well and that really gets right back to kind of what you were saying in that with root causes right i mean yes. if if the pro- that's a root cause you're really trying to get right. to the bottom of the root cause of why yeah. are people not being able to navigate through that system absolutely
4: yeah. but it's a perfect example of how you know, a small amount, well, a small but significant amount of funding can really have an amplified impact by working together with a strong partnership.
0: Yeah, that's important. What do you see, uh, Annette, in some of the things that you want to see in the second year of the initiative?
4: Yeah, well, I don't know that things will change too much. I can tell you what I'm observing. Um, You know, we just got our second round of applications in and... uh, you know again we've got five million to give away and probably asks for about forty million right so fifty million <laughs> so so that's a challenge um, i am observing that the needs are increasing uh... particularly with food and and housing um, you know so really basic fundamental needs that people just need help with um, and sometimes all they need is a boost uh... and and with the partnerships that we have you know we can um, Provide that boost and, and do more, um, but you know I think we're trying now to figure out okay how do we continue to partner with those we funded year one while creating some space for new partnerships in sure. year two, um, because it's those partnerships more almost more so than the money itself. It's those partnerships um, and the collaboration um, that really creates huge impact. Um, so we want to just see more more of the same. Okay. And we learn. we learn from each other. Yeah. We learn from each other. And we continue to understand those root causes better.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that is wonderful. And I think it, it is. It's always an evolving process, right? And it's trying to find room at the table for the people that have already been at the table with mm-hmm. you and new people that you want to come mm-hmm. to the table with you. Yeah. Um, Kara, as we wrap up,
2: what are you most excited about in the future? It's hard to pick. Okay. (laughs) So uh, I was literally sitting here trying to decide what to talk about. And, And I think that one of the projects that I'm most excited about, as I sit here today, is a project that we're working on that's around the topic of bystander CPR. And so one of the things that we're doing right now is working with the communities, the community partners, and the faith partners that we already have relationships with to create a mechanism whereby we can partner and bring bystander CPR training out into the community, working with our health partners, working with our churches, mosques, synagogues, uh, working with community-based organizations like Loaves and Fishes and PADS and other nonprofits to ensure that everyone has the tools they need in the event of an emergency to administer that early, hands-only, life-saving tool that allows someone that precious time for the professional to get there and take over. Um, People don't need to be afraid of trying to help. Right. Anything will help. Thank you so much for coming by. We so
0: appreciate and we wish you just continued uh, success with what you're doing both with the fund and the coalition. It's important work for health of our community. So thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And if you would like more information about the DuPage Health Coalition or North Shore Edward Elmhurst Health, please go and visit their respective websites. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.org. To stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and follow us on social media. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.